everybody. Welcome to episode 162 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas, having reascended Boom. to my rightful place in the host chair, <laughs> uh, where I lord over all these peons uh, from on high. Like a substitute teacher. Yeah. Like, if you haven't seen the studio where we record, like the, the host chair is literally yeah. elevated about 20 feet <laughs> above the others. This apartment is enormous. Yeah. He's for like San a pharmacist. Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I this? have to shout, like, the microphones are the only reason these other guys can hear me at yeah. all. You drop might as well just be using Skype. Yeah. yeah. Or your giant turkey legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah just, <laughs> just, I, I can only, like, finish half of those things. So I just, like, throw them down and they <laughs> stick to the carpet. It's terrible. I just imagine, like, uh, King Lear in a play, just, like, chewing half, like, and throwing it. <laughs> they, they were kind of liberal with Shakespeare's original <laughs> script there. It's just, like,. Now is the winter of our discontent. It's just... <laughs> My favorite line from King Lear, out, damn jelly, when a guy is stomping the eye out of another character. Shakespeare's fun, what? guys. Yeah. Mine is... Somebody's going to call me on winter of our discontent. I know it's actually from Richard III. Whatever. Why Why don't you stick it up your own ass, asshole? Yeah. I, what if I could? Uh, it's just my favorite line on YouTube right now. I'm rediscovering it. Google it. It's called The Greatest Conversation in Human History. You want to hear it, Michael? Maybe. Richard, well, you're going to play it. Richard III isn't really my favorite Shakespeare. I consider it lame duck Shakespeare. Oh, wow. Well. Huh? They call it, they called Richard III the lame duck because he had a bad foot. Oh, is that That's where that term comes from? That is where the term comes from. I'm ah. too smart for the room yes. here, guys. Uh-huh. We're supposed to be talking about video games, not uh, fancy books. Yeah. Well, I want to hear about uh, a story I alluded to. Hold on, hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, my favorite Shakespeare quote, the greatest conversation in human history. I want to fuck you up the ass. You can stick it up your own, asshole. <laughs> I would if I could. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He wants to take his own wiener and put it up his own butt. That's from King Lear. uh, (laughs) It's delivered by Al Pacino. So who are we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The rest of you introduce yourselves. Henry. I'm demoted Day Rudden. Uh, Diamond Dog Chris Antis uh, <laughs> taking his, wow. his throne huh. forge I went from, in the, I went in the from flames ho- of battle, yeah. battle-born. I went from host to not even the Diamond Dog. Uh, I alluded to it on last week's episode, Michael, but you corrected me on uh, Twitter saying that you did not leave your bag open I did and not. ruin oh, wait, your you 3DS. Wait, your 3DS is broken. I did, I did. The one day I decided to take Bart because there's a day game that the Giants are having. It rains really hard while I'm walking to work and got caught in the rain with kind of a small umbrella that did not cover up my bag mm. and I found out the the pouch where I keep my 3DS on my bag is like the one non-waterproof spot uh, on that entire bag and so it, it actually filled up with water and <laughs> while it was on so I could ha- get street passes so you and basically so I, I got to work in water. <laughs> yeah I got to work and it was still kind of working I'm like oh, okay I'll set it aside and then I look back to it and it's like it was just dead Ooh, uh, the Badger Arcade Bunny is all like trying to shake off the water. Yeah, have you tried it again? Maybe put it in a bag <laughs> yeah, of rice? Yeah. No, I, 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 what happens, I shouldn't even be pushing the power button because I'm sure it's destroying it every time I do, but it like the, the light glows blue for a few seconds and then just like snaps off. Are you still on, under any warranty plan? The new um, Probably, but interestingly, ago. Liquid is not covered under Nintendo's warranty, Fuck so you. I'm, I'm having to send it back and pay what? like a hundred bucks. Oh. Uh. Well, but at least your stuff won't be stranded on there forever, will it? Like you'll we do not cover ninety well, percent of what's on Earth. When I lost my 3DS, as we discussed last week, uh, you 
they they probably won't put the same games back on your next 3DS, but mm. they will give you the amount of money that you spent. And what I did is just bought all new stuff because I had been I just see that. sending them the chip, so maybe they will yeah, do the, a direct transfer. The weird transfer. part is they make you send your SD card along, Yeah, they too. should. Yeah. And yeah, because they're, they're <laughs> probably going to put it in a brand new system. That's where all my games are. <laughs> yeah, but you couldn't put them in a new system and play it anyway. Well, wow, before you send it off, just copy the info yeah, off your that. SD card. I did that. Okay, it's see? backed up. Yeah, all good. Well, all right. So now that's the real facts. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry for telling it. I'm sorry for making people think you had left your, your bag. So also apologize this. for calling me a wet blanket. <laughs> Oh dear, that was, Dave. You're supposed to cut that. <laughs> uh, but it, it's ironic that all this happened because of baseball. Yes, that, uh, the topic for this week. And yeah, so this is. Um, why don't you explain this since this is your idea? Don't Dave. turn off the podcast, people. <laughs> well, because this is episode 162, I thought this would be the perfect time to do an episode about baseball because there are 162. <laughs> games in a baseball but season. But also, we hate baseball because yeah. it destroyed my 3DS, so these are baseball games where you don't actually play baseball. Yes. Yes. An I, actual I, game of baseball. I think baseball yes. is one of the most inhumanly boring things on it, the planet. It totally is. And it ruins our city you for and 80 I are days in complete a year. Agreement. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It didn't for like the first five years I lived here because the, the Giants stunk yep. and nobody liked them. Mm-hmm. But like now that they're good... It, now it, like, they've won it, a couple yeah, World Series. There's like stupid parades yeah. and people... And sports riots. Yes. And people destroy muni buses mm-hmm. and well, turn over cars. Well, since I live in Berkeley, most of the time I can just ignore uh, the any Giants winning around here though it does make our pizza place mm-hmm. uninhabitable though then again so does the Golden State Warriors yeah. I guess I'm humble bragging that our local sports teams are doing very well and it's interfering with our lives <laughs> well, yeah, anyway <laughs> other than football but I also do enjoy baseball to an extent I don't think it I is, could to the extent you're a fair weathered fan of like I anybody doing well I don't think I could watch more than two <laughs> games in full a year sober it, but, is, uh, it is the most passive sport to watch possible and like, I love that I'm surprised I went there as, like, when I was a kid, I always just take score during baseball games, but now it's wow. the perfect thing to just, like, you even at the stadium, just, like, check your phone every, like, two minutes. And I, then, I, could oh, create okay, a, cool. I could create down, a baseball screensaver, and you would never know the difference between that and a real game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you get to drink and pay $40 for hot dogs. Yeah. I mean... The tickets uh-huh. are cheap, I'll give it that. Well, on this, uh, this weekend, actually, my mom had treated me to not cheap tickets. She bought VIP tickets oh, to wow. Marvel Day at Giant Stadium. My little boy. I, me and my mom will be part of a VIP group that will get to meet Stan Lee. Wow. Yes. Wow. I, I can't believe like he's going to be at a baseball stadium where there's some athletics going on when he's so old. Like, uh, yes. Just and something happening near him. Try not to me. crawl into his womb so he can be your real reverse mother. Yeah. Uh, and also... Stanley is basically like just lick at this point. My Powder plan, and chalky sticks. My plan is to ask him why he's here when obviously Spider-Man's favorite Spider-Man. baseball team is the Mets and yeah. not the Giants, yeah. their rival. And also... Uh, the last time I was at a baseball game was video game related. It was video game night two, geez, now almost two years ago. Uh, Ubisoft was giving away Assassin's Creed toys yep. signed did by one of those. Todd, Todd McFarlane. I still got it. I plan to sell it on eBay eventually. But it looks so cool. And, it is pretty cool. It comes with a, a, a bat and a and helmet. A I didn't even know that. It's just the, the orange and black combination yeah, of, the, yeah. of the suit. Who, uh, that, who is it? It's not Ezio, uh, right? It's Arno. Arno. From yeah. Unity. The, fr- the, hey, Arno. the best. The best Assassin's Creed. Star of, of Hey Arno. 
Uh, <laughs> and I got to meet Todd McFarlane that day, so it is funny. See if you can get Stanley to say Jack Kirby's a fucking prick. Yeah, <laughs> he's Mr. Nice Guy, man. But the Batman versus Superman was a piece of shit. <laughs> I, just, I do. I'm gonna actually. My planned question for real mm-hmm. is uh, why did why, why wasn't Spider Man a member of the Avengers when you were writing the Avengers? Yeah. Spider-Man is ostracized because he's an extension of me. I'm 99 years old. A man think ashamed I of being that? Jewish. Well, the, the problem I've learned with Stanley questions, you have to ask him questions from 1969 or earlier. If it's after that, he will not remember it. But. He didn't write it. Yeah, he also wasn't there for it. Mm. Like, if you ask him stuff in 1970, he'll say, I was in L.A. doing coke and not making Marvel movies, but trying to. I had a bad LSD been, trip in the 70s. And this has been Cape Crisis. I was doing coke off the ass of Studio 54. I'm very confused. Studio 54 was in New York. It was I know. That's why he's confused. <sighs> also, he's doing it off the ass of, il- of a building. <laughs> I've got low blood sugar. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm uh, let's jump into the top five with... Number five. I guarantee none of you have heard of this game. I do like that music, though. Well, except for me, because yeah, uh, we were t- texting. Because you helped yes. me put this together. <laughs> what? What? No, I do not recognize that at all. I would guess, based on the music, it is an NES game, mm-hmm. or perhaps Famicom game. It is. It is. Ken Griffey Jr.'s Final Fight? <laughs> it, it's <laughs> a, That would have been good, yeah. if that existed. Uh, this is a Famicom Kusoge. So I feel kind of bad we don't have Heidi Kemp's on to talk about it. Kusoge is uh, Kusoge means bad game. Yeah, crappy game. Or shit game, literally. Mm -hmm. It is called Batsu and Terry. What? Uh, So Bat and Terry? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Bats and Terry, or B-A-T, Bat for short. Uh. It is based on a baseball manga. It's about these two guys who uh, play baseball, and they like are in a biker gang or something. And the (laughs) game has nothing to do with Mm -hmm. that. It is a side scroll that looks like NES Rambo, mm-hmm. and Ooh. you jump around throwing baseballs at things, which is what you were hearing there. Of course, like those that, are that, baseballs. That, that's what it sounds like to throw a baseball. And then you can also, that's uh, Terry, I think, is the default character. Or no no he, no. he but that's Batsu. It, it's ironic because Batsu throws baseballs. Bat, he throws baseballs and Terry mm. has a bat. Yeah, it should be bats like he should throw he should use bat and uh-huh. Terry which is kind of like throw he should be the baseball thrower. Maybe they're being ironic. I don't think so. Maybe it was poorly localized in its own country. Probably. Yeah, it could be, could be. <laughs> uh, you can you can hit select to turn into Terry who uh, then attacks with a bat which is a bit tougher and but it sounds like this for some reason. Ooh. That's him repeatedly swinging the bat. Are you sure that wasn't Galaga? <laughs> Pretty sure, yeah. Uh, you'd know if you were if you were looking at it. Yeah. And this is the sort of game that's almost inspiring because it makes me think, wow, making games is easy. <laughs> Even I could do this. <laughs> I mean, you could now. But in all, 1984, you could now. All the, are, would you say all of these are Japanese? No. But no. most of them are. Some, yeah, but, most but of it's them. like the, they do the, love the baseball. Yeah, player. the fascination around baseball to make any kind of game mm-hmm. still themed in baseball because I think per capita they're more into baseball than America. Yeah, is we don't we don't have like, a lot of games where you play as an up and coming football player who needs to get to the, <laughs> the practice and. Well, there's also a long tradition of sports manga that tells mm-hmm, any true. kind of like life story over like thirty volumes. Ping pong so. the animation. I, I guarantee watching. that this uh, Batsu and Terry manga was about them trying their 
their best and being the best baseball players. And then the rivals are like, we will inspire <laughs> each other, you, my rival. That is every... Uh, that we, is we have, one of them uh, cries on a baseball before he throws it. We have tested each other in manly fisticuffs, and now we are best friends, and I will help you win the pennant. I've unlocked a new pitch type. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah, somehow yeah. that's an actual thing. <laughs> I had never heard of this game, no. But yeah, Japan. Well, now you have, and uh, you can celebrate. <laughs> so, I want to say, I played some of this Football. before coming over here. It uh-huh. is terrible. <laughs> um, it's it's basically just like, we're going to funnel you into like a bunch of narrow columns, and you have to do these ridiculous jumps to get around, and uh, your enemies are things like out-of-scale cars and motorcycles, and if you bump into them, it barely even registers as a hit. Mm-hmm. It just makes a little peep noise, and you don't, you don't <laughs> flash, you don't, red, you don't show damage, nothing, just like your counter goes down. So they're the only baseball-themed things in this, in this game. You, they're not fighting yes. umpires or... Right, no, they're fighting skeletons steroids. and uh, stupidity <laughs> no, and just the, story of the, the baseball specter Furies. of tooth <laughs> decay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I wish there was a Baseball Fury. Really that would have been awesome for this. Um, Get on it, Rockstar. Yeah, uh, Bats and Terry, just a bad, bad game. It Nobody like, should play like nineteen twenties thugs. Also, Get him, bitch. A, a lot of pe- okay, a lot of write ups. People don't realize you can actually switch between the characters oh. because to do it, you have to jump into the air and hit select. It won't wow. work on the ground. It's a very enemy thing to do. But pe- people yeah. assume that, like, oh, well, you're you're super-powered uh, Terry, and then when you get hit, you turn into less powerful Bats, who has to use a bat. Like, like you played this for exactly th- three seconds. <laughs> hey, that's it's hard to write features, man. you got to move know, on to the next I know. one. Like moving, speaking, speaking of, of moving on to the next yes, one. Yes, thank you, Hank. Number four. For that segue I ignored. <laughs> Hell. I do believe this is a grasshopper manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we're not to that one yet. Darn. Nope. I can't place it then. That was that sound sounded too good to be a, uh, anything from before Ooh. 2000. This is Baseball Riot. Hmm. What what is is that? It's a it's a game that's trying very hard to be Angry Birds. Yes. Ooh. And it's it's available on uh, iOS and Android, and also recently came to Xbox. We talk about those mm-hmm. games. Yeah. Well, it's, it's on, on Xbox, Xbox One. Yeah, so. yeah, it's on Xbox. That's what legitimizes uh, it. Yeah. It is. Guarantees no one under twenty will ever listen to this. It's not bad, <laughs> even though I just said it's trying to be an, an Angry Birds clone. It's not that bad. Uh, you play as a a batter who is injured and has to become a sports equipment salesman, and then <laughs> finds out that the team he used to play for has been taken over by an evil soft drink company, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they they're brainwashing everyone with their soda. And so he goes out to fix things the only way he knows how by going on a physics themed riot and uh, hitting people with baseballs. So it's a one man riot. I don't know if that's yeah. possible. Yeah. Uh, also, I just want to say, like they they begin like ex baseball star. They, it's a bunch yeah. of newspaper headlines, and one of them was ex baseball star goes berserk after reading news. Paper, two words <laughs> on the front of a newspaper. No newspaper would ever make that mistake. Uh, well, com- yeah. this game's probably made in Finland. I would say. I was going to say the copy editor job is dying out in America. <laughs> Most newspapers can't afford them anymore. That's true. That's true. They make more money than reporters. So wait, are you are, are you bemoaning the fact that the newspaper in the game didn't have a copy editor, or that the game didn't? I mean, have a copy on editor? both levels. Within the game world, I I think newspapers are doing so bad they can't afford mm-hmm. that copy editor anymore. And then it, this game definitely could not afford a copy editor. Oh no, absolutely not. But uh, 
This game is basically just uh, using level geometry to aim baseballs at people. So, like, I can bounce uh, this baseball off a wall, hit that guy in the head, and then shatter this star. And then I will get the perfect three-star ending for the level. Woo! It's like Peggle? No, no, no. It's like, it's it's a lot like Angry Birds, but not not quite as linear. Like you have your uh, guy who's wearing a handlebar mustache and looks really angry all the time, and mm-hmm. you just have to line up a shot. And then there's like some dumbass fans or catchers. Like it introduces different enemy types. Uh, all right, so this one at least, unlike uh, Batsu and Terry, that piece of trash. Uh, like this one, you're, 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 the things in the stages are baseball themed. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that oldie, sort of is the oldie time mustache a reference to Raleigh fingers of the Oakland A's? It's it's not a like a curling handlebar. It's like uh, a biker hand, like, like a Hulk Hogan like. mustache. Okay, so but more like a, shave those sideburns. But it's it's like a guy who probably appeared on a big league chew pack mm. at some point. <laughs> I love Big League Chew. That's yeah. that's my favorite bubble gum. That's no, tobacco t- companies yeah. training you early. No, it was invented. It was now yeah. I never see Henry without his chaw. So. The only <laughs> thing I enjoyed about baseball in the last year was the documentary, The Battered, Bast- Battered Bastards of Baseball, about Kurt Russell's father's minor league team that changed everything, including invented Big League Chew oh, uh, nice. on the bench as an alternative to tobacco, which is what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, I no, I, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was like bubblegum cigarettes. No, or no. They, they, like, the, the dude who invented it was like sick of people. Like, there has to be something, but this is disgusting yeah, and I would, terrible and bad for you. I would never chew tobacco like my dad did that when, and for the first 15 years of my life, and I it's it, disgusting. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. The worst. Oh. All right, but uh, yeah, Baseball Riot is actually kind of fun. Didn't get very good reviews. Uh, I would recommend it if you can get it for free. It's like five bucks to get the whole game. Uh, so, yeah, not bad. But let's jump along to... Number three. McAllister winds up. Strike three. Absolutely incredible. McAllister's done it, and his team now goes on to the World Series. Wait a second. Something's wrong. What could it be? McAllister slumped over, holding his shoulder. He isn't moving. This doesn't look good. Black day for baseball. What could have happened? What a joke. Your dreams will come true. The American dream is dead. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I love that line. I love that he kind of sounds like Paul Shear. <laughs> the American dream is dead. Dead. Is this Diabolical Pitch? This mm-hmm. is Diabolical Pitch. All right. I reviewed this game, but this is a, a grasshopper manufacturer thing, which meant uh, at that time I would play any grasshopper manufacturer game. Grasshopper. In Chicago, I'll play any grasshopper <laughs> game again. I, I do wish I had been at um, PAX East for several reasons, but also because Goichi Suda, mm-hmm. the head of Grasshopper, who had been like in hiding for 18 months, made his first public appearance ah. in, in since that time. At least in America's first public appearance. And so I still, I've interviewed Goichi Suda multiple times, though not about this game. Uh, but yeah, I am, I do love Grasshopper Manufacturing. This was their XBLA game at the mm-hmm. time when people thought making Kinect games would be cool. The idea Grasshopper had of like, well, what if you were a baseball player who got, who wrecked his arm mm-hmm. and then got demonic powers? But we're trapped in an, uh, a hell amusement park, and you had, your only defense was throwing baseballs at demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he he gets hit by a truck, yes, and presumably dies, mm-hmm. and then uh, like a, a 
a cow, an animatronic cow, gives him a robot arm. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that part. Yeah. And then he has to he has to throw things at dolls. But uh, the the arm gives him superpowers. He can uh, do diabolical charges mm. and throw out special attacks. And it sounds like this. Thunder. And he has to he has to call the move as he throws it out. Yeah, Thunderball. No. I mean, it's hyper anime. Like it's dumb and anime, and that's why oh, I yeah. do I did love about it. What I didn't like about it much was it uh, it would t- tear apart your rotator mm-hmm. cuff because if you were actually mm. throwing as hard as he does on screen, which for me when I was first playing, it was like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to throw like mm-hmm. I'm throwing a baseball. And I'll throw 80 times in a row. Woom, woom, woom. And after and you also one have to le- jump and duck. And-, and after one level, I was like, my shoulder is on fire. <laughs> like, I I should have just been, like, just bending my elbow or just, like, wrist, elbow, mm-hmm. wrist, elbow yeah. there. Like, but so I, just, I gave it a... Just flop your hand at the screen. I, yeah. did, I did give the game a, a better review than, than you did. Yeah, we were uh, reviewing because, it at the same yeah, time in but, the uh, same uh, building. Because I'm a super athlete who's yeah. good at all sports. <laughs> oh. But uh, I, what I liked about it is that, like, when you get later in the game, it's kind of like the closest thing to like a, a real world version of uh, Space Invaders, where you, like, you at a certain point you have to prioritize like the enemies coming at you, like in like how close they are, what like health they have, how powerful they are, if they have shields. So like just that doing that, like pointing at a guy on the screen and like throwing, I thought that was neat, and it didn't require the same level of like pinpoint connect accuracy that that like some some other games like I like Steel Battalion would require <laughs> yeah but uh I don't know I, I enjoyed it and like yeah, yeah it's, it's a, it, like a grasshopper game that has like that like you're the only one who has any no. tolerance for connect games I do I, yeah. I, I, and also I, like sorry go ahead no that's it I just have a high tolerance for connect games yeah it also has that weird sort of grasshopper manufacturer convoluted story mm-hmm. where it follows this guy into hell, and then he has a he has a past that has an impact on the game. I pitched against Eugene Guerrero from FSR High. He's still pitching today, but since we're in different leagues, never had a chance to face him again. Anyway, the game was tied at 0-0, and we went into extra innings. Finally had to call it quits in the 27th inning. <laughs> and since neither of us pitched the next day in the tiebreaker, we've never been able to settle the score. So it's another one of his wishes that he someday be able to test his medal against Eugene Guerrero. Everyone in this game sounds like uh, Suda 51's uh, English-speaking friend that like lives a couple blocks away. Yeah, probably is. Surprised. Uh, though I think it also runs. It looks so similar to Shadows of the Damned. I would not be surprised mm-hmm. they just like yeah, took yeah. the Shadows of the Damned engine and then put a baseball dude in. <laughs> probably. Uh, and it's sad that this is kind of lost to time because it was a Connect exclusive, mm-hmm. and so no, you don't play it if you don't have a Connect, and it's not backwards compatible. And like, I don't know who would put the effort into making it backwards compatible since it wasn't very well received in the first place. I actually, this is the only game like the. Um, the Wikipedia entry on the Batsu and Terry game was like a paragraph. I went and looked up the Wikipedia entry for this. It was like two sentences. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And it was all just talking about the release. How it it was released. We can confirm. We have a stream of it. Yeah. We have a stream of oh, that's several Oh, yeah, that's though, true. With, with Dave playing. But yeah. the thing is, you both could have played mm-hmm. as uh, McAllister and Eugene Guerrero, who he talks about in that last clip. Wow. <laughs> I like that they, they have different voices for the announcements. 
so I think you were confused and they can also Japan and a ba- making a baseball game. They can also join forces in oh. the Dragon Ball Z like Union Ball. They like lean toward each other with their arms outstretched like the fusion dance yeah, and then just charge course. up this giant ball of energy and then just hurl it. So uh, I didn't. It's perfect. I, as you do with baseball. I mm. didn't play that much co-op in this game, but uh, so I, your review is meaningless. Well, I, did. I, I remember liar. I did with uh, uh, former Xbox editor Corey Cohen, oh, right. editor Corey Cohen. But uh, I think when you did the Union Ball, you actually had like you could probably fudge it, but I think you actually had to like hold hands with the other person you're playing, oh, which, which gross. is like uh, I'm not gonna have two points for that. What if their hands are like really sweaty? I don't like being close to people. (laughs) That's a good enough time to awkwardly (laughs) shuffle ahead to... Number two. Hit me. this one. You know it very well. We streamed this one too, didn't we? Mm -hmm. This one is excellent. Say the title. (laughs) Uh, Ninja Baseball Batman. That is like the SEOist uh, game title from yeah. the 1990s. Mm-hmm. Ninja Baseball Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah. mm. Well, like I was reading, uh, reading up on this, and I didn't realize it was kind of like an American yeah. Japanese co-production. Yeah. That the concept came from like the Irem sales director from <laughs> from Irem's US branch. Yeah. And Obviously, he, still around. He's like, well, uh, what are the top grossing movies right now? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. Batman. All right, uh, Ninja Baseball, Batman, because yeah. I I like baseball. Yeah, like you got a, an artist from Gottlieb to mm-hmm. do character sketches. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, love them. It is yeah. insane that like it was what, was it developed in Japan or was it developed in? America? It was developed in Japan. Okay, that's very clear. Yeah, um, but it's it's a brawler. You have these four characters. Uh, Captain Jose, Two Bats, Rhino, <laughs> what are the others? Beanball Roger mm-hmm. and Stick Straw. And they're they're named after Jose Canseco, yeah. uh, Ryan Sandberg. I thought of his name in yeah. uh, Roger Clemens and Daryl Strawberry. Mm. Man, Ryan Sandberg is really the odd man out there. Like yeah. he was okay. But this game Roger Johnson was the better cub. We're watching it right now. This game is fucking berserk. Yeah. It's uh, beautiful. It's, it's you know it's a brawler like the the Konami's Ninja Turtles game, um, but like the enemies are like these living baseballs and baseball bats, and then like the, the bosses are like there's like a, a living airplane, a living car that tries to kiss you, a ghost buffalo that's like a mounted head with like a, a body made of things that were lying around. I'd uh, say they, they strangely got like the body types for all the characters right because like. Straw is taller than the rest. Mm-hmm. Rhino is smaller, and nobody cares about him. Yeah, and yeah, like I, lo- I loved I, it, I, and I thought it looks to me like if a game jam took place in 1996 yeah. and Japan <laughs> was asked make the most American game you can think yeah. of, mm-hmm. go. All right, baseball characters beating up enemies until hamburgers and French fries fall yeah. out of them, <laughs> and and they're all American cities that you visit, uh, like Seattle. In Cisco. It's just called In Cisco for some reason. Uh, Texas is one of them. Not a city in Texas, just Texas. Uh, um, all I do see is that Daryl won the one who has Mets colors. That's blue. Uh, kind of Mets colors. Yeah, that's too much of the video. Yeah, yeah, People yeah, yeah. can't see it. But, but you can see it on YouTube.com slash Laser Time Network. And, and every character has uh, a, a secret attack that is hinted at. It just gives you a bunch of question marks. Mm-hmm. Doesn't actually tell you how to pull it off. 
That's Captain Jose's dynamite. Uh, that's and awesome. like these these combo things that are kind of hard to set up, but then they have a lot of elaborate attacks that are really easy to set up. Like it's really easy to grab enemies and just pummel them. There's like a batter strike attack that like, I got home run. I don't know, whatever. It just knocks them across the screen. I didn't like that Jose's attack. It sounded like he was doing a kick or something, which is like that's not in baseball. They should be using their hands at all times. Yeah, well, There's they, no oh, kicking they, in baseball. They slide to kick. Oh, uh, okay. All right. I rescind by criticism. <laughs> they should but, go head first like yeah. Pete Rose. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's an Arrested Development <laughs> reference. I made, the, I made the air horn noise. <laughs> Every time a boss shows up, uh, they get this. Like a trio of baseballs just pop up out of the ground and do a little fanfare. The and King then the of boss Baseball presents yeah. this boss. And so the, the plot is that you are uh, ordered by the commissioner of baseball to find several... Uh, golden items that have been stolen oh from the God. Baseball Hall of Fame. Yes, I remember And this. it turns out that, uh, spoiler alert, he's the bad guy and he wants to unite oh, them all on. to make a baseball golem to oh. fight you with. <laughs> Bud Selleck was the yeah. bad guy all along? It's Pete Rose getting revenge for not being allowed in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, probably. So yeah, it's, it's a it's an absolutely crazy pants game. It has it has the a whole thing and I'm dying to play it again. I think, I think my favorite uh, boss might be, there's like a huge Sharpay in like a zoot suit, and it's called Makeshift Villain. <laughs> it's it's that the leader of the Chicago stage, which is all like gangsters with Tommy guns. Of course. So yeah, of course. It's so charming. It feels like a parody that someone would make today, but it was made in all earnestness. <laughs> yeah. What, back back in the day, I don't know the date. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, even though it was like almost cynical to the degree of like we're ripping off Ninja Turtles I think the New York stage is actually a, a stage from uh, Turtles in Time it's insane that something like this was allowed to like exist in arcades someone had to make an order for a uh, like six foot by three foot machine that played this weird ass game with uh-huh. baseball players hitting hamburgers with bats that, you know as, even as much as I know about games like I'd never heard of this game yeah. prior to like Last year, when you guys played it, I love it, love it. I would play it again. <laughs> it's insane. Also, insane is this. It only be this. <laughs> All right. Sound of me paying a dollar sixty. <laughs> That's Rusty's Real Deal Baseball, starring Rusty Slugger. <laughs> I can be really cynical in my slavish devotion to Nintendo, uh, especially when they're in a period where they're doing a bunch of shitty stuff. Uh, but I will say Rusty's my favorite new Nintendo IP of maybe the last ten years? He's the best new character introduced on the yeah. 3DS. Yeah, it's like I really hope to see him represented in like a Smash or whatever. Just an equivalent game with on- an ensemble of I Nintendo characters. I do believe he has like a cameo power-up or something Does in he? Smash. Oh, that's wow. great. Oh, wow. But... Uh, so yeah, let me tell you guys about Rusty Slugger. You, the listeners. Uh, I was one of the first people in America to play it because they. It was it was this fun uh, demo I took it uh, from Nintendo that I thought was going to be you know some some major release. And they said, "Hey, we brought a couple other things we're going to announce in two days. We want to show <laughs> it to you." So first off was their Steel Battalion free to play game, which was Steel actually. Diver. Sorry, there's Steel Diver free-to-play game, which actually Steel was Diver. way better than the name Steel Diver would have you thinking. It's mm-hmm. still not great, but it was a good game. Uh, but then they said, 
And here's this other one that honestly, like, is so weird, and we can't believe we're releasing it. <laughs> and we put in some stuff in here that we can't believe they were cool with at Nintendo mm. of America. And they show me Rusty Slugger. And I was like, "What the hell is this? <laughs> like, how can I explain this to people?" Yes, even I think the easiest way to explain it, and it feels like selling it short, is that it is a uh, rhythm game mixed with a visual novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, But it's also this giant meta joke on free-to-play games. Mm-hmm. Well, so, yeah, Nintendo... It's from the department of Nintendo who made WarioWare and uh, Rhythm Heaven, their two other rhythm series. And so this is from the same cloth. Like, mm-hmm. it has not just that it is a bunch of rhythm-based games but around baseball, yeah. but also with references, deep references to Nintendo's pre-video game mm-hmm. history, including yeah. the Ultra Machine, which is a play, well, not a playable yeah. character, but a featured character in the game. And the Ultra Machine is a cheap plastic pitching machine from 1969 that was wow. all the rage in I, n- in Japan that year. I'm, I'm still dying to see someone cosplay. Like, the, the pitching <laughs> machines in the game are, they're wearing suits, yeah. but they have the head of a pitching the machine. Of a, well, all you'd have to do is wear one on your head. It's, I know. And if you have the first Wario wear, it's one of the bosses. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. the, yeah, the, the Ultra oh, Machine. Oh, right, 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 right. And so, yeah, you it starts off with simple, like, this... A ball is being pitched to you, mm-hmm. hit the ball. Throw it and you and might even say it sounds something like this. Hold up the sound Oh, that's a bad hit. The crack of the bat. That's an aluminum bat, but that's yeah. practice. Like, oh, so you missed one. Yeah. Noob. Yeah. But no, I uh, God, and the games get tougher as they go. It's this, it's classic Nintendo gameplay structure too of here's the simplest thing and we're gonna keep building on it until it is a super complicated boss and version. The whole time there's a sad dog with nine kids yeah. whose wife yeah. may have left him that you have to not only so help it, yeah. but milk out of as much money as possible. <laughs> I would describe Rusty as Milhouse's dad meets Gil meets a dog. Mm-hmm. And again, please meets don't call Garfield. me. I'm going to have my information incorrect here, but I think there's... How many minigames are there? Like, Okay, we oh, don't know. There's like ten. There's yeah, like ten. They're like, yeah. they're, they're they're like five they're... bucks in air quotes a piece, but you haggle Rusty down with compliments mm-hmm. and donuts, yeah. Yeah. and I think you only have to pay for the entire game if you play it correctly. Yeah. And there's a little fucking kid dog who's like, my dad will go lower. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, or he'll say, that is the cheapest. As long as you're like. patient, yeah, he'll tell you when you're done haggling. But I'm I, pretty sure someone calculated it. It's like $14 yep. if you're playing the game correctly. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you use all your coupons correctly. Yeah. And, yep. and it is that is it part of the game. spending money like fun. Yeah. <laughs> and you you can spend up to 40 bucks on it yeah. if you want. Yeah, if you want. I would love if the game had some kind of like alternate ending if you paid 40 bucks. Because like, yeah, no one would house. ever have found it yeah. because who yeah. paid 40 bucks Nintendo, when you play 16 or Within 14? the game, they make it very easy to be like, no, you want to haggle more. Yeah. Like, don't pay $2. But, what, stupid? Yeah. It is so don't weird. Don't pay $2 for our game. Yeah. It is so weird. It's just watching Nintendo do their best to adapt to modern <laughs> gameplay types. And so they it, create a character who is a sad sack dog who begs you for money. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, well, oh, yeah. I guess I can... I'm barely making any money off this, but I guess it could be $1.50. Make it a dollar. A, a dollar. dollar. I'll give you some nose hair trimmers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the same I, thing you do. I, I won't give them to you. I'll loan them to you. I suppose I should go to a cooking class. <laughs> Well, what if I didn't have a toupee? <laughs> like all that shit. I, I, I don't want to spoil to, the ending for it. It's hard to right. Google, but like uh, there, I, I, you turned me on to that, Hank. That he is a very wildly <laughs> Asian stereotype in Japan. Yeah. Uh, if you really? get the Japanese version, in the oh, Japanese yeah. version, he has. Um, very um, closed eyes that are at an angle. Oh, like the shopkeeper from Zelda. A little, yeah. I mean, it's just I think 
it was made by Japanese people for a Japanese audience, so they can't really be racist against themselves or whatever. But one of the items that you it, use to broaden them is a dicky that flaps it, up. It's more, it's more of a cultural thing, uh, I suppose. But yeah, it was something they definitely needed to localize out and make him a Garfield character. All I, all I see yeah, is like, yeah. is there some sort of stereotype with haggling with the Chinese? It could be that it's, he's supposed to be read as Chinese and that they're hagglers that the or thing. something. I mean, that could be. I've yeah. seen. I I don't know enough about Japanese culture. So I Maybe a Chinese restaurant for five years. There's Japanese no haggling. Racism specifically yeah. yeah Japanese what is that a Japanese stereotype against Chinese people I don't know I didn't find out that the stereotype was that white American stink until like I was in my late 20s until you were in Japan yeah. well, that, that goes back to like the 16th century didn't or whatever when the first didn't like even know. Portuguese people showed up and you know why that was what? because you had sailors on ships for months at a time with no access to bathing, and they just ate, like, dried meat and bread all the time. Like, well, yeah, they're going to smell like shit. It's also like you go over there, and it's like 800,000 degrees, 1 billion percent humidity, <laughs> and they're all wearing paper mm-hmm. shirts. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> That's true. And I, they've I, all grown up. I'm just a fucking Dragon Quest ball of slime of sweat, and like, ugh, just don't look at me. Don't look at me. I'm a monster. Yeah. Yeah. You do more than just With like... With your big nose yeah. and your big blonde nose, hair and blue eyes. Fucking sweat clinging to your yeah. back hair. We don't I, know what that's like. Oh yeah, that was such a... Like space. That was an interesting article I read recently, somebody refuting something where... They said, well, Japanese people, they draw their anime characters to be white. Like, no, they don't. You're a white person who sees a Japanese, an anime character and thinks they're white because they have a lack of detail. But if you actually saw when they draw an officially Western character in an anime, mm-hmm. they don't look like your typical anime character. Usually they have big noses, big chins, uh, blonde hair. Sometimes they smell yeah. big Wavy stink too. lines Wavy rising stink up lines, off of yeah. So not the same. Not the same, but anyway, yeah. The, I love this game. I Go, love if you have yeah. a 3DS, just, just grab it, dude. Yeah. It's it's cost nothing. Yeah, to absolutely, start it, it, is, it is free, and I like I. You guys were talking about like it's game of the year material, and like eh, you know I because I, I I absolutely loved the story elements yeah. with the haggling and, and dealing mm-hmm. with this pathetic character, <laughs> but like. The the mini games didn't really do much for me. Uh, so. yeah, well, yeah, I like some later ones. ones. Like there's one where you're an umpire and you have to call whether oh, pitch is a ball. Or a there's one where you carve a baseball bat and yeah. try to make the most. I don't, powerful like, baseball I bat. don't yeah. like the motion ones as much. I gotta say, yeah. but uh, I do. I, I I mean, in a shit year, I think 2014 was not a great year for video games. Yeah. And if you ask me to pick, like, oh, what is game of the year? Destiny or Rusty Slugger? Rusty Slugger is my vote. Wow. Though, <laughs> when it was time for uh, game of the year discussions mm-hmm. uh, at at old websites, I when I brought up Rusty Slugger, everyone but my good friend Lucas looked at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I have not heard, no one has heard this game. It didn't help the that free it... free baseball game? And I Lucas was you. like, this game is the shiz. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, I mean, it didn't help our case that it was never released in Europe, because why would you release a baseball game in Europe? Yeah. That's like uh, putting out yeah. Football Manager in America. Mm-hmm. Nobody Prime cares. Prime Mini Kratz Cricket Manager. Oh, actually, no, yeah. <laughs> or uh, Front manager. Office Manager, uh, which yes. we didn't talk about here, which <laughs> we, is, uh, it seems very boring. Yes, there are baseball games where you don't play baseball, but you play as the general manager of a baseball team, making the decisions to hire players and coaches and all that. The only thing that cricket has over baseball is a cricket bat is cooler than a baseball bat. Yeah, to kill zombies. Totally. Uh, but other than that, and I do like the term cricketer because mm-hmm. it sounds like cricket. Uh, I don't like cricket wireless. 
Yeah. Not a good phone mm. company. I still regret uh we got we got like a bunch of bully swag from Rockstar. Oh. I remember I got like a cricket bat and our boss got a skateboard and I traded him the cricket bat for the skateboard. Oh, I still mistake. regret that. Did mistake. you like have the intention like I'm gonna learn to skateboard? No, I was like, yeah. this looks really cool. I want to decorate my walls with it. On that note, <laughs> uh, let's take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. Well, I'm sitting here uh, thinking about those Philadelphia Phillies. And some may think I'm talking about baseball. But I'm talking about the ones that wear them dresses oh so pretty. And the way they swing should be against the law. There's a lot of dangerous curves in that beautiful city Oh, but you never see no warning signs And if you want to get right down to the nitty-gritty Oh, you can bat a thousand every time I met a Yankee in New York And I loved an angel out in L.A. But those Philadelphia fellas tore my mind apart And this giant sleeping Frisco today Let's get scratchin' Hey everybody, it's me, the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch, and I'm hoping that the shock of hearing my voice after such a long absence will be enough to convince you not to fast forward as I mention the theme song for Video Game Apocalypse. You've asked for it for years, now it is finally technically possible thanks to the magic of MP3s and Bandcamp. You can buy it from us and listen to it anytime you want. It's $2 and it's available from MatthewJosephPayne.bandcamp.com. That's M A T T H E W J O S E P H. P-A-Y-N-E dot bandcamp dot com. Matthew Joseph Payne dot bandcamp dot com. And you can get Video Game Apocalypse's theme song along with a bunch of other music he's also composed. Go and support our composer. He deserves it. He got paid a one-time fee three years ago, and we've been milking this song for all it's worth. Help support him. And while you're at it, why not go to patreon.com slash laser time and kick a little money toward the Laser Time crew. Donate five bucks a month, and you will get access to the first season of Talking Simpsons, bonus time, free gifts every so often, and a bunch of other stuff that they've got for patrons only. It's a mysterious secret club. Be sure to wear your hood and hide your identity from your neighbors. And also, just give us five bucks a month. That's the important part. Just five bucks a month. Also, if you don't want to spend any money, subscribe to us on iTunes. Go find Video Game Apocalypse. Give us another subscriber, why don't you? It'll show up regularly on the device of your choice, and we'll look like we're semi-important to Apple and everyone else who pays attention to this stuff. Maybe if we get enough subscribers, we'll eventually land on one of those best-of podcast lists, like Laser Time and Cake Crisis and VG Empire did. And if you really want us to excel, give us a five-star review! You know you know how to do that, right? Just say, like, this is the best podcast I have ever listened to in my life. No, no, scratch that. This is the best piece of media I have ever consumed in my many lives, one of which I lived as a Tibetan Lama, so I know what I'm talking about. Best show on the planet, listen if only for the mouthy raccoon, XOXO love always, your name here. You know, if that, if that sounds like too much work, just tell a friend, go up and say, hey friend, there's this show called Video Game Apocalypse, it has these nerdy former game journalists, they talk about games, and a raccoon comes on, he does a little song and dance, it's a, it's a great show, and they're like, why didn't anyone tell me about this? I feel so betrayed! And then they'll just explode, right then and there, and uh, I scratch off a number on my little score sheet, and you don't even need to know what that's for. Well, I can see I've been talking for way too long already, so I'm going to see the floor back to the hosts. Thanks for clapping me back to life, everybody. Happy to see that I still have fans out there. Enjoy the rest of the show. Are you already tired of 2016? Jump into the past with 302010, our weekly pop culture time machine podcast. Here's something you may remember from 1996. 
Dana Carvey show premieres oh, God. on so, and I have never heard of this, but uh, Steve Carell, a cast member on the show, here uh, Ted, Ted Koppel impression. I want to say to the Japanese, hey, Mr. Yakitori, hey, Mrs. Teriyaki, hey, make your own boom boxes and sushi, we don't need you. And I want to say to the Mexicans, hey, Pablo, Don <laughs> Deus, a 40 foot wall of reinforced steel. <laughs> <laughs> Pablo, barbed wire, Pablo. <laughs> so, like, so this is what this we is, call satire. This is now the current yes, actual like politics. This, I, it doesn't have the bite hearing this right now, but in 96, after yeah. Home Improvement, this is funnier and more irreverent than SNL oh, yeah, with a bigger yeah. budget. I think another character on that same episode, they ate the heart of a Mexican. <laughs> That's 30, 20, 10, a weekly look at what happened in pop culture 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago, every Thursday right here on the Laser Time Network. And welcome back to our Fresh and Fruity second segment where we will begin with... Oh, so Battleborn, probably yeah. the biggest new release. Battleborn. Yeah, I can't... I, know the only uh, I, I, I will be honest, I every time Battleborn comes up in an article, I get it confused in my Overwatch. head between Overwatch and Battlecry. Mm-hmm. Battlecry, I don't even know. Yeah, Battle, Battlecry is the one with the like World War One soldiers who can't use guns, so mm-hmm. they have like swords and axes and stuff. There's, there's also Borderlands and Bonestorm. Mm-hmm. So, and oh, kind of but Overwatch is the Blizzard butts one, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Okay. Uh, Battleborn's got some butts, too. Yeah, but it didn't have controversial butts, mm-hmm. did it? Not really. And really reads previews that are think pieces. Exactly. <laughs> well, well, would you read period. any other preview? No, no. Like, in fact, like I tried to find Dave's review in progress on IG and just automatically clicked on Overwatch shit like 18 times <laughs> because of how similar they look and because it's impossible to find anything no. on IGN's front page. Though Battle- Love you guys, though. Battleborn beat him to the market, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By Both a week. Character-driven uh, multiplayer shooters. Which yeah. I'm all for. Yeah, so it's like there's 25... Well, eventually you'll have 25 characters to choose from uh, to go through either a uh, eight-stage campaign uh, with, like, minimal story. Like, there's... NPCs kind of ex- like espousing what's going on in the background, but you're really just facing waves of enemies. Seems just above Titanfall's story, like a little TV. I, Someone pops I, up on a TV. There is, are cutscenes. It least. is, I would say, like Left for Dead level story. Mm. That's that's better. And it like I played through the campaign, and I kind of had that same feeling where there are like some stages that I really liked, and I will go back to like time and time again. When I want to like level up a character or not, or like level up in general, but yeah, there's some stages that are just like complete crap, and I won't go back to ever. It, like, there's a lot of the the game is at its worst in the campaign when there's like a lot of repetition, where uh, because part of uh, the game is that you you can buy turrets and and um, like little things to follow you and heal you or help out, but like they want you to return to a lot of places during a lot of the stages, and I, I don't like that repetition of like. Go all the way to that end. Come back and all defend this stronghold, and then defend that stronghold. And it's like and in that it's like Left for Dead, where you, you will have to go like backtrack every yeah. single time you play that level. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I haven't played that much of the multiplayer. Uh, 
There is a on the YouTube stream, Chris. You played the uh, the played first alone level. solo on a yeah. private server. But you um, did you did pretty good. I did. Uh, yeah, for your first time, and like that's I'm a, really good. At that level is not easy for, for being the first one, which is weird. Being alone. Yeah, and then I played uh, one of the MOBA inspired or the MOBA inspired multiplayer mode, and kind of crapped the bed. So what I thought was interesting about the game, and I again I never read a preview and barely watched a trailer for. Uh, Battleborn, yeah. its its conceit is, whereas most games you level up your character and that's who your character is, and you prestige yeah. man, or you Gen One, but this is like every stage, you have the opportunity to level up ten times yeah. as a character, and then that resets every time you start a new match. Huh. Yeah. So, so you, by yeah. the end of the match, it, it, it's kind like kind of beautiful chaos. I like. I don't think players have made sense of. Yeah. What everything does just yet, so it just to me it just looked like madness. Yeah. <laughs> By the time you, but you get a choice between leveling up between one of two things up to ten times per match, and that's pretty neat because it makes mm. it it at least makes it so like it's not just headshot fall, headshot yeah. fall, headshot fall. Oh shit! Now I have a giant summon spell. Yeah. Uh, to bring fuck all to this other team. But like the character that you played at as uh, his, Oscar and his Mike. name is Oscar Mike. His, really? Yes, his name is Oscar Mike. He's just the straightforward gunner because I just yeah. wanted the default warrior Call yeah. of Duty guy. So, uh, but like, it... yeah, like the the way you level up, you can either like that one character. Like when you were playing, you had a scope and you had like a like regular missile bombardment. But you can like switch things up and have uh, no, sorry, you had a scope, but you can change it so you have a laser sight instead yeah. and like a laser strike. Call from it space. an airstrike or. Uh, yeah. Up, upgrade grenades and cooldowns. But and you all that can stuff. like yeah. But basically, by the end of a multiplayer match or a campaign level, mm-hmm. your character can be like really different. different than when you started. Yeah, which is neat. And like and like the characters themselves are are pretty diverse. Like there is that like you know there's standard shooter characters if you like you know if you want to you know to get your feet wet. But then there are like I was playing as a magic wielding character. There is like this uh, steampunk sniper character. There, are, the one character that that kept killing me in the stream is like a weird melee character where it's like a person fused with a demon, and the person can like shoot the demon off their body for for, for brief periods. Ooh. And it's like, yeah, it's almost like a fighting game mixed with a uh, a shooter. But the campaign was kind of underwhelming, and I will only go back and play certain levels just to. Like level up my overall overall career or certain characters, uh, but hopefully, yeah, the the multiplayer will be a bit more enjoyable to dive into. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. There's only so many games this that that kind of, of that kind of game that the market can tolerate. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll see what people. There, are, there hasn't been one in a while. Like what's the holidays? So? I mean, what's D- the Division, big, the Division sh- isn't even a month oh, old. You know, but it's uh, but uh, like I don't I know. Like, that. There's just so many fucking shooters, and Overwatch comes out next week. From yeah. From, Jesus Christ! From Blizzard, too much. not the makers mm-hmm. of Colonial Marines. No offense. It is so uh, weird that there will be a Blizzard game on consoles yeah. in a week. Well, it's Diablo's there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What would you give? Well, so like, so Battle I rated. I, I gave. We did a, a review in progress, and um, the the campaign itself, I gave a seven point three. Like, I I enjoyed my mm. time with it. I think like I I I mainly want to replay to mm. play more of the characters because those are neat. Yeah, the, the, it is funny. But it the levels fun. themselves are kind of like, you know... Brett, Brett described yeah. it in the stream as n 64 because they have... Like, n 64 used stark contrast in all of its yeah. level design elements because it didn't have a lot of texture capabilities yeah. or draw distance. But this just does it for pure shits and get yeah. a colorful... To have a colorful aesthetic. So it does look awesome. Yeah. And I did like certain parts of it. The, uh, I was instantly confused, even though it was familiar... 
There are like 800 different types of currencies and things to collect. Yeah, so there's shards, which you use to what do you buy want, turrets. But what do they want me to pay for? Uh, what do they want me to pay for? Oh, I'm, I'm guessing, well, you get, you get loot after each stage. So like, yeah, I know, but it's like every time I jump into a game like that, without even looking in the menu or the yeah. store, it's like, wait, why are there this many ways to level up? Yeah. Oh, because they want to sell yeah, some of them I'm, separately. I'm guessing what they're going to do is... Unnecessarily like, complicated. Outside of levels, you get loot, which mm-hmm. can like... So like... Maybe the next stage you play, you have like ten percent quicker you cooldown. Loot, you have or orbs. You have two currencies. Yeah. So um, like that's what that's where the micro tra- micro transactions will happen if they do. I don't mm-hmm. think they are at launch, but you know the, it usually happens at some point. But yeah, I give it a it's a review in progress. So you know the score may raise or lower, but I gave it a seven point three because you know just the the amount of characters and the crazy stuff. That you can, like, the crazy ways you can alter a character within a, a level is, is interesting. I give it a 7 oh. out of 6. Oh. Yeah, you didn't see that coming. What else came out? I can't hear about this anymore. Uh, Why? Super Hot. It's so boring. Super Hot's been <laughs> out for a while. Super Hot's on Xbox One. This oh, is Battle Boring. Really? Like, Xbox <laughs> One uh, got uh, beat the PS4 on then. Yeah, yeah. Good for it's, them. Uh, but I, I played through this on PC a couple weeks Dude, ago. it looks it really is, cool. It's amazing. You see that there's a Fallout 4 mod? Uh, really? Super Hot mod, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's, so it's, they, wait, you can play like Super Hot and yeah, Fallout 4? Yeah, oh, like, weird. Yeah, somebody mod. I don't know. I thought I saw a glimpse of that. But Super Hot's the game where like um, the action only moves when you do. Yes, so a bullet wow. is fired and it only moves closer towards you uh-huh. when you take a step in any direction. So you can, you can step out of its way and the, the whole thing is like you move very slowly and you can see the trajectory of bullets mm-hmm. and you can dodge them oh, and uh, get close enough to kill people or just shoot them, whatever. Would it's... you say it's like the Nicolas Cage movie Knowing? Uh, I've never seen that. You know, so... that's why no one would. So uh... it, to me it sounds <laughs> I like... I thought you were going to say like what was that one? The other one he called Next where you could see things mm. Five minutes into the that future. might have been what I was thinking. Next, is knowing the is the one where show. he finds the like list of where his hair is a bird. It's really more like the sitcom Out of This World, where the girl can uh, freeze time sure. by putting her fingers well, together. Yes. I was yeah. going to compare it to Dig Dug's music, but a first-person shooter. What? Mm. Dig Dug's and music. And Dig Dug, the music only plays when you move. Oh, oh that's, that's, a point. that's clever. That's his walking clever music. It's his exercise mix. <laughs> A uh, bunch of bunch of remasters this week. Mm. Actually, Shadow Complex remasters Ooh. coming to PS4, PC. So if you're feeling left out by Super Hot on Xbox One, there's something else cool for you. Wow, yeah. former Xbox exclusive. For yeah, you, you yeah, just yeah. have to uh, tolerate that it's written by a. Uh, what's wrong? You, with you that can't dude? tell. I don't know. He it's not. It's not. Orson Scott consulted on it. He consulted. Oh. He didn't write it. He's re- well, yeah, I will never forgive him for writing a bad Iron Man comic, which has to be the worst <laughs> thing he's ever what? done. He was born blue. Uh, <laughs> The worst. The worst. Why do people, like, there were 15 years of people giving him checks when they really should just say, like, oh, you're not good anymore. Like, you went, 9-11 broke your brain. We shouldn't have employed somebody, you. Somebody <laughs> described our stream of Battleborn as the training program in Ender's Game. <laughs> and, oh, wow. and someone also described it as, in name and execution, and by the sound of it, a game... A, <laughs> A rights-free game somebody would play in Law and Order. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was imagine would talk over it. Yes. I was imagine the Ender's Game game to be more like uh, Space War or, mm. or Asteroids or something, just with like lot, lot a lot more ships. Mm. Space War, we'll get to it. But Shadow mm-hmm. Complex was kind of it kind of kickstarted this whole like phenomenon with like downloadable indie games that are basically mm. Metroidvanias because yeah. neither Metroid nor Castlevania are making those I, I mention it every time because the demo the first demo I took with the guys from Chair mm-hmm. and I forget who it was one of the heads and he's like um, 
Just want to say, uh, Super Metroid's my favorite game, ah, and no one yep. was going to make another one. That's and how he introduced yeah. his game. Yeah, he's like, and I wanted to make Super Metroid, so everything about this is Super also Metroid. as the lead of chair. Super honest. <laughs> as the lead of chair, I have to say, do you believe in life after love? <laughs> Jesus Christ, that took me a second. <laughs> I got you, babe. Happy birthday, Dave. It took uh, longer. King of Fighters yeah, 2000 is on PS4. Oh, okay, not the new yeah. one. No, I, this is in prep for the new one. Yeah. Like, uh, it's. I still think of King of Fighters uh, 2000 as a recent one, even though mm-hmm. it really is not. It's like yeah, 16 years old. Japanese, a bunch of my uh, former co-workers were posting stuff about... The new SNK or SNK is basically relaunching, reinventing itself. They're no as longer a, called SNK yeah. Playable. I think they. I don't. I, again, I don't have specifics on it, but they said that something changed the pachinko laws. Not at ease. Not as easy. Yeah. We're going to be a game maker again because that's what we know. Yeah. And there's I, a bunch of exciting goodness, news coming man. out of there. Thank you, Japanese legal system. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, also that was a cough. Well, if you're not done, <laughs> if you're done with new release, there was a news thing related to this too, but. Uh, um, yeah, I think yeah. that's all we know this how to talk about. It's making me think, like, someone should rank every game with the number 2,000 in it. Unless because, you like, want to talk about Ray Gigant, Henry. Nope. Ray okay, then. <laughs> Ray Gigant? It's a Vita game. You fucking Ray Gigant. Get the fuck yeah, out of this. I'm Ray Gigant. I want some gobble Get out of this neighborhood with your Ray Gigant. In the news, I f- didn't put it in there, but uh, Konami announced actual game. What? Uh, well, was their, you know their their version of Mario Party? Well, actually, it was the Hudson's. Wait, can we start news without the... Oh, yeah. News. Oh, Let's hear right. Yes, of course. No. I'll figure out how to make this longer. I'm sure there's a way. I think it's probably a little bit of the opening. Uh, I, think I, math- I mathematically calculated this to be as long as possible. News. So this the is the maximum length this sound could possibly be. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Kon- the news was that Konami was making a console game. It's only been announced for Japan so far, yeah. uh, but it was uh, even more so strange. It is the first Wii U game they've ever made. What? They have not. Konami they got their finger made- on the pulse, everybody. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Konami has not made one <laughs> Wii U Nintendo game. Just cancel all Wii yes. U development. Mm. And- well, so, they canceled manufacturing. Yeah. So I don't um, know if you recognize that face there, but that is oh, the... Oh, yeah, it's that yeah, Denshidego guy. Yeah, right. Momotaro Densetsu huh. uh, is coming to PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, and 3DS. Uh, and it is a long-running Hudson series, which end up getting you know purchased. Hudson got bought by Konami, and then uh, they proceeded to do absolutely nothing with it. Like, they, Konami could have made uh, Bomberman games in the last six years. They didn't. Well, but- isn't, isn't that like a, a long... Like, going back to the Famicom days, like, a train-based board game. Yes. So you'll never play <laughs> it It is hugely like, popular in Japan. It will never come out here, and I think actually uh, less talked about than the struggles with Kojima and Konami was the creator of that series quit Konami and had mm-hmm. not nice things to say That's about right. them. Uh, but so, yeah, they announced a new one. It's their first console game they've announced in a while. And again, their first ever Wii U game. Konami uh, had not made a single Wii U game until this time. It's Is, about did time. Did the Wii U perform any better in Japan than... Nope. Japan? No. Consoles ima- are dead in Japan. I can't man. imagine the cramped... 
uh, Japanese apartments have room for a Wii U gamepad. Even though, like, mm. they definitely... That, the, that's big, the, the screen on the Wii U gamepad is bigger than most Japanese people's TVs. can even lift TVs. it up to the top yeah. of your people cubby. It's, it's bigger <laughs> than the average room yes. in Japan. <laughs> well, you know, it's the, the, the Wii U design definitely came from a very... It felt to me a Japanese standpoint yeah, of, I mean. we only own one television, and my family wants to watch it, but I want to play games. Mm-hmm. I should have a screen I can do that on. There's, there's brilliance great, in the Wii U. All we have are fucking TVs. If, <laughs> yeah. you, if you own... If you have the capital to buy a Wii U in America, you likely have yeah. two televisions. If you, if you have less than one TV per room in America, mm. you are officially considered homeless. Yeah. <laughs> Illegally. Uh, <laughs> but enough about, enough about an obscure Konami series coming back. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare and <laughs> Modern <laughs> Warfare Remaster announced, and they're coming out November 4th. And I mean, we will only not... be able to get Modern Warfare with Infinite now, Warfare. Now, yep. that is so insane. I think they'll break that. I uh, bet, me too. I bet after E3, they'll see the low pre-orders. They'll be like, fine, you can buy but Remaster that's, but separate. That's, like, it, that, it definitely rubs me the wrong way, because like, I, I kind of want that more than Infinite Warfare. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but then also, well, I know I'm gonna buy both anyway because yeah, that's what that's, I do. But that's it the depends. thing; like, that is the yeah. most expensive pre-order bonus ever made. Mm. That is a fucking developed game. Oh, you behind. mean expensive is in for they? Yeah, for they, a special edition. Yeah. That's how wealthy and fucking affluent this franchise. But is. I just realized when did this come out originally? 2007. It's almost 10 years old. Almost 10 uh, years. Yeah. yeah, there are there are people who for whom this is too old to consider I, playing. If you looked at their Twitter, like. The way people like and this is this is weird for me, and I, I'm trying to stay with it, people. But just seeing seeing young people talk about this as if it is their Mario, like this mm-hmm. is this wow. is the best thing that could ever happen. Like the game still runs in 60 frames a second. I don't yeah, know, yeah. I don't understand. It's like still what, what more can you do with I it? I don't know. But what... I, I mean, the, you can see in the trailer; it looks great. It does, it does. But meanwhile, Infinite Warfare is finally mm-hmm. truly space Call of Duty. Uh, really hate that trailer, but is, really kind of like what I saw. Is this yeah, the, the David Bowie yeah. thing. Like don't. Come on, yeah. guys. Uh, too soon, and just that's terrible. Isn't like, use David Bowie. Isn't I'm sure this was a woman in this one. I mean, there's there a woman were, in one of the shots. There were female yeah. characters. Yeah, I don't know where, where you many previous. I don't know where you latched onto that. You said it earlier today. I just thought it like I didn't know. Well, like that. I believe it I, is a woman of color as well, not a white woman. But like the, the main pre- like protagonist, like like nine different people in every Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah but like no, not the like. Is she the game soap? Like I don't the I mean they. Maybe we'll find like out at E3. Soap. Oh, actually, we won't because Activision is skipping E3. Like everybody mm-hmm. except for Michael. four companies. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be a very you'll have so much space to walk around, Michael. E3, no lines. For <laughs> I nothing. totally will. Every bathroom. I'll just be taking yeah. pictures of big empty floors and saying, "Wish you were here." Set up a lawn chair. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the aisles will be empty, but there'll be people standing next to you, just saying, "Hey, YouTube, thanks for uh, tuning in to my." <laughs> Video. Like, follow, and subscribe, and I want to yeah. thank everybody for showing me the new Need for Speed. Uh, it really looks bomb, buddy. Whoa! I, I should have seen the warning signs last year. I love the sliders, year. the A booth, the bomb. Because there, there was last year. There was like, uh, there was our booth, Ubisoft's booth, and Bethesda's, and then there was like kind of this big expanse of empty space where like there were a bunch of tables and chairs set up, and then mm. there was like this weird dugout with like a bunch of sandbags and a tent. I was like, wow. what the hell is that? And so I wandered over to look at it, and it's like, it's like a military charity that is just, like, there for publicity. And it's wow. like, you have an E3 booth on, like, a main floor and you're not next to huge up? companies? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I also, I, I'm glad they're shutting down E3 when I'm not going anymore. I hate for them <laughs> to have a party without me. Oh, it's it's survived worse. Uh, I think this is the end. But anyway, I, I, I mean, I was there in 2014 when Konami's booth was just nothing. When they, mm. when they thought they'd have playable Metal Gear, and then they didn't have playable Metal Gear, <laughs> and the outside of their booth was blank walls. Like, it <laughs> oh, was, man. they didn't have anything else to show. It was, it was sad. But anyway, Dishonored... Two is coming out a whole week that. later, November eleventh. I forgot I bought it again on PS4, and I was oh, yeah. I was in the middle of a playthrough. Should go play it, man. But yeah, this honored with uh, and obviously not spelled with a U. I'm not. Yeah. This is America. Honored. Uh, and speaking of release dates, for real, honest this time, Mighty Number no. Nine is going to come out June twenty first. So it was given yeah. a launch date. Uh, backers, foolish idiot backers like myself, got the mm-hmm. update this week too. Saying, like, uh, it's gone gold. We will ship this. It was there a question mark there as suggested by your speech? Uh, I mean... (laughs) It's gone gold? Everything's gone gold until it doesn't. Like, everything is the concrete release date until it isn't. You know? And I just... I feel that a trust has been disrupted by them. And Mm. it's got to be re-earned. And so when KG Inafuni comes out and says, Oh, no, it's definitely done this time. June 21st will be out. I just can't believe it. Like... Until until like a month ahead of time, until I know reviewer friends of mine have gotten yeah. copies of it, or I get my like early backer copy, Which like it they, doesn't exist. They changed the release date within like days yeah. of the release date, and, that, and that's 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 weird even now. It's all very suspect. And as just some credit to my former coworkers who made this maddening. <laughs> Everyone was saying, "Make another Mega Man game. How hard could it be?" And now, yeah. it's now a year late. Are you aware his savior took three three years to make an old game? I wait, fear, wait, let, no, it was announced three years. Ago. Yeah, I I fear he is overcomplicated. I fear that they overcomplicated what should have been simple development because it well, might happen with the the last, ki- even with the Kickstarter stuff. Yeah, the last time they announced a delay, they said it was because like, well, the multiplayer stuff was working, and I was among the throngs of people saying like, I didn't ask for a multiplayer. This was not expected. Like, why'd you mm-hmm. fucking do it? Just finish. Online multiplayer complicates a game that isn't needed only because they felt like they had. It's a thing you gotta have now. Apparently. It was playable at E3 last year. Yeah, yes, it's, it's been playable for backers for a while. I well, I was a backer. I've never been able to. Well, play. I, mean, I thought like they had beta. Demo. Yeah, I thought they had betas out for people. To, people were streaming it. Yeah. Like but, all this footage is out there. I can't imagine a game like that was once this high profile. Releasing to this little fanfare, the fans well, have played it, and a lot of them aren't like. I think well, people aren't that impressed. with Yeah, it they're not they're that like, impressed with it. I think that's. I think that's really why the delays kept happening mm-hmm. to hopefully improve the quality. But I don't think it's going to come, man. I just want to say about Sonner Two, probably my most anticipated Sonic game this year. 2? Me too. Uh, What'd you say? Dishonored. Dishonored Two. Dishonored two. More uh, so than I, Dragon Quest Seven, I think not. Yeah. Well, I mean, like. I'm I'm happy that it has a release date, but I'm pissed that it's six months away. Mm-hmm. But if I could get an early copy from somebody who's maybe been on the show a lot and name and whose name rhymes with Bland Buis, Bland Buis. Well, you should hope you could hope for that. Uh, uh, hey, yeah, I didn't put this on here because it hasn't been announced yet. But by the time this episode is posted. Persona 5 will have had its May 5th stream where they will hopefully have announced the release date. Please, mm. please. I'm begging you. I'm begging you, the de- demonic or? gods. It's going like, to be a, no, ignored Japan, by the Mexicans but... during Cinco de Mayo. Also, I want to say I'm very dismayed that after uh, only like a week after finally pulling wow. the needle of Stardew Valley out of my arm ah, and that. getting clean, uh, the, the yeah, there's going to be co-op. There's going to be a bunch of new endgame content. Uh 
new uh, options for when you get for your spouse when you get married. New new events, I guess. And it's coming to consoles. Ah, yep, it's true. Hooray! I am very excited for that. You know, it's coming off consoles. Was V times five? I believe it's pronounced the letter V seven times. Oh, that's it, right? Yeah. The letter V seven times. Well, you do it. The letter V seven times. Say it seven times. V V V V V V V. Uh, so it has been removed from the 3DS eShop because it turns out it is an exploit to boot homebrew games oh, without without uh, deleting stuff. That's system. ridiculous. So, yeah, Can't allow homebrew games. That's like ten steps away from piracy. Yeah, but they're puni- you're punishing the game rather yeah. than your infrastructure. Well, he was in hope- the six people pirating we like virtual console games on the 3DS. Well, they were apparently hoping they could find a. Um, an update they could easily update the thing but they can't and so until they can fix it it's off the eShop I'm glad my 3DS is broken what if that would have happened with uh, Raw vs. Smackdown 2007 because that's how we booted our bootleg games on the PS1 (laughs) Uh, and speaking of uh, well dates this week May the 4th is this week and to celebrate it good old games is getting uh, Shadows of the Empire the the PC version along with a bunch of other Star Wars games they've been really good like really good at redeveloping those Star Wars games they they took on the whole X-Wing proposition didn't they X-Wing and Typhoon Fighter work because of GOG making yeah, it GOG, so. baby. I don't know if we streamed that one, but it we was didn't. one of those games we where it was Rebel like, Assault too. Yeah, be, yeah, because it was like Shadows of the Empire was so janky on emulators. Well, the like, N64 one. Yeah. So this is the PC edition, which came out a year after the N64 ah, yeah. one. So it would hopefully be a lot more stable. It, does it have additional content? Uh, I don't know. I, I played the N64 Revolution one. Two, like the first time they shot new Star Wars scenes before it, Episode One. And it looks so awful. And if you if you want to help help us while celebrating May the Fourth, even though it's over, um, we have all of our commentaries up at uh, lasertime.bandcamp.com for Star Wars. I couldn't believe it. A nine month saga. Oh shit! We did all seven Star Wars films. All seven. Live commentary, including one with your wife, Michael. <laughs> Uh, Diane is on Empire, she I think. She sluffered through, no, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Attack of the Clones! She's yes, on the, one oh of the worst gosh. ones. Poor Di. Why do we, we do this We all were ready to kill ourselves um. at the end of that. <laughs> and lastly, speaking of movies, they're making a Shinobi movie? That's insane. And I yes. I love it. I don't I don't which, know the rationale which behind it. Yeah, which the one? original one? The PS2 Hopefully reboot? the one where he fought Godzilla and Batman. Ooh. I would expect they're going to cast, uh, let's say, Chris Pratt as Joe Higashi, a white ninja who fights mm. people and uh, had some funny jokes along the way, guys. <laughs> and maybe at some point he'll play a Sonic the Hedgehog video game with a knowing wink to the audience. I, still, I wasn't able to get a copy of Sega 3D Classics, which was, is still one of my most exciting new releases. I not have a copy. I went to buy it at physical stores because I'm just going to get a yeah. physical copy and it does, things, it does not should, exist. Should have got it off the Zon, baby. Yeah, well, I just haven't gotten around to it. But uh, but just that, I don't know, Sega seems to be quietly... It, it doesn't have all the attention on it used to, and people no. aren't rooting for Sega to fail. So instead, it's just quiet fans waiting for some kind of resurrection. A Shinobi movie is a good step in that direction. I miss, well, I miss my Sega speaking characters. Speaking of Sega, uh, Sega. Uh, one thing that wasn't brought up during news... Uh, the best game is now available via backwards compatibility Whoa. on Xbox One. Jet Set Radio HD. Really? You can now play on oh, your no, Xbox that was, One via backwards compatibility. That was not on everything? That was the dope one. That Sega, Sega at the same time dropped all their shit on, um, on Steam and has Steamworks compatibility. So anybody can yeah. mod anything. Oh, and the yeah. big news last week was 
Streets of Rage two with Tim Allen sounds when people die. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. and like that's an official like an official mod, but not official, but still sanctioned yeah. by Sega, totally legal that you can put in your old games. And those games are fucking rad, dude. Yeah. I love the Streets. Well, somebody of Rage somebody games. like remade uh, Streets of Rage two with Puyo Puyo characters, wow. which is crazy. No, it's great. They dumped all their Genesis uh, slash Mega Drive games on there and a yeah. bunch of other old stuff. And I mean, they're not in the position of Nintendo, but the ability to say go nuts, like fuck around with this shit, crack yeah. it open, make it make it breathe again. No, I saw Have a good, fun. I saw a good point by Matthew of Botchamania that he's he's slightly frustrated just because like, oh cool, you guys keep re-releasing Genesis. Could you ever put out Panzer Dragoon like you had other systems than the Genesis? I know it's not as easy, but yeah. like set more Saturn games, guys. Come on. Hmm. All right, but I anyway, think a I lot of that to... stuff might be lost. That's what, that was Probably. that was what I heard about Panzer but, Dragoon. Um, yeah. Also, I'm a little less enthused given the re- reception to the Ratchet and Clank movie. That uh, was heartbreaking. Wow. I literally oh, had no idea that it had a good really. game tie-in first. Yeah, and I think the game wow. tie-in might be better than the movie. And I read, well, I read, I, well, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's better than the movie based on. I, the I just went to Rotten Tomatoes and picked up, and there were a couple of like, I don't know, it like gave me faith in film criticism. A couple of them were like, the game just came out and it's pretty good. This is the same story, and it's been out for like two weeks mm-hmm. in whatever territories. And these cutscenes and events are in the game, so like the movie's not stellar. And I saw this already. Well, it, <laughs> it sort of confirms. Like I had this feeling. Like, I knew when I was watching something from the movie because mm-hmm. it looked cheaper than the game footage. Yeah, that, that I heard, too. That's, yeah. It's tragic. That is sad. I was uh, so, like, I've just been, again, I keep, I'm broken record, keep watching Cartoon yeah. Network on Saturday mornings, and they're marketing the shit out of it. It was cool to see Ratchet and Clank, like, marketed to kids. Well, okay, I wondered, like, I had not heard about it, but obviously they weren't spending money to make me hear about it, so I, I get it now. I think so, but then you don't realize how old you are. The idea yes. is that if you grew up loving Ratchet and Clank, you probably have kids now should have kids by now mm. and you should, would be taking them to this movie uh, instead of a Smurfs movie 10 years ago ugh. my family will be a Jack and Daxter family <laughs> I wonder your if family this, will starve they were planning to make a Sly film I wonder if this is going to kill the Sly yes, film yes it will mm. uh, no, or it'll I, just be direct to video I, th- I think part of the problem is like people are saying like well it's so faithful to the, the, the games why is it bad it's like because it's bad yeah, uh, yeah I, mean, I say that having not actually seen it but like the the production company the animation company that yeah. did it apparently did like barbie movies that were direct to video if you're paying attention to the laser time of wool we, we talked about on 30 2010 the 20th anniversary of the mst3k release and i talked about gramercy pictures that fucked mystery science theater 3000 to, into like almost obscurity for years and i'm like oh and i just read they're producing their first movie in like 10 20 years and it is Ratchet and Clank. Wow. Ratchet and Clank wow. is the movie that they're producing. Well, um, another problem with film production is that it takes so long to make a film that often it's just like, imagine you, like your work day was three years long. And by the end of your work day, you had a different boss who could then judge your ability of doing your job. And then and they're like, well, I want to fire you. So I think you did a bad job three years ago. I, I love animation of all kinds. And I hope that doesn't dishearten people because yeah. by all accounts, it's the shittiest job in the universe. But yep. I was reading uh, uh, one of my cartoon blogs. And it's, it's that like, unlike a lot of other movies, all these cartoon movies pick up their real steam in other places in the theaters. It was a bit disheartening that Zootopia, a uh, two, three-month-old movie, beat Ratchet and Clank at the box office uh, Ooh, this week. Bad sign. I, this, this Disney monopoly, we're never going to get out of it. It went straight from Zootopia into, into Jungle, Jungle well, Book, into Civil it'll War. It'll end as soon as Disney stops making the yeah, best movies. I know. 
I know. Well, the best, at least, like, the best blockbuster films that make the best all the bo- money. Peach yeah. Dragon will be into it. I know it. I yeah. know. So you read cartoon blogs. I like, do. plural. What's your favorite cartoon blog? Uh, I read that on Cartoon Brew. It's uh, real, real good. Right. Real good. They also, had, didn't they have the one about how the Angry Birds movie is, like, going to kill yeah. Rovio? Yeah, it's one of the, mo- like, the most uh, thorough journalistic looks at uh, the animation industry, uh, Cartoon Brew. And, yeah, that, that Angry Birds lost a shitload of money last year. Mm -hmm. And unlike Sony didn't come to them saying, like, let's make an Angry Birds movie. They approached Sony and put up a shitload of the money. So while losing a ton of money, they have a ton of ton more money riding on the success of the Angry Birds movie, which, let's be honest, looks great. It's going to save Rovio. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. I mean, it just, it doesn't look, the trailers didn't look bad, but it's the same kind of, like, it's the DreamWorks machine. Ah, It it wasn't a trend. Remember when Rovio was like, consoles are dead, Angry Birds on phones, man. Yeah, we're going to... It's like making a pogo ball movie, man. It'll be cool forever. Uh, <laughs> that also, in the Sour Grapes news territory, this new segment will never end. Y'all but the Zynga. Yeah! I forgot about him. Zynga is uh, in such a bad spot right now that apparently their building is worth more than the company, which is no, the Sega building, the old Sega building for us. I'll tell you that, like, I ride my bike to the grocery store every Didn't day. Did they sell it a while ago? No, I think they were trying to. Mm. But I ride my bike to the grocery store uh, every other day, and it's I have to go by the Zynga building. And every day they project, they project stuff on this big projector, their new games. And I keep looking up and like... This is always the Wicked Witch of the West from the 1939 mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> P- pimping their slot game. And, like, really? You don't see the bottom falling out on this at all? Like, an, a, a game, a slot game based on a 1939 movie? Yeah, it, uh, yeah. well, the bottom has fallen out. I just... You're I projecting still... this eight stories high. Based There's no how... shortage of cat ladies who love the Wizard of Oz, okay? Based, I guess. Based on how often my aunts recommend that I play a game on Facebook, uh, the market is still alive and well. well Zing is not doing well, and I do have to laugh at the... Just looking back on it now, Don Matrick, like, fucks the Xbox One so bad... Leaves before it launches, even I think, or right at launch, and then goes to takes that golden parachute to uh, to Zynga and gets paid millions to then make that company worse when he leaves it in like a year. Yeah, I don't, somehow, Patrick, like man. I was remembering that for some reason where he's his his insane quote of like, uh, "What if people don't want to be online all the time?" It's like we make a console for them. It's called the Xbox 360. Yeah. So either that comment got him fired, or he was on his way out the door and I, did not give a fuck. Well, by E3, it had already been three months of people telling him he's a piece of shit, and so I would think he's probably just angry at that point, just like, you know what, fuck all you, like, I'm I'm gonna go to Zynga soon anyway, so, and you guys reject my vision, the I reject Who's you. Who's coming with me? Yeah, and again, he got to leave, make a ton of money. Like, just again, so you know, there's lots of bad executives out there. Let's move on, though. Eh? Yeah, and let's get to the community segment, which is, as always, segmenting our community. Indeed. Not communitying our segments, um, which would be uniting them. Ah, this, that's sort of a beautiful sentiment. Last week's question of the week was, what game franchise, other than Mario, would you most like to see alongside Zelda when the Nintendo NX launches? Uh, first responder was Membin Sane Rain, Insane in the Membrane, who said, 
Assuming the NX doesn't have any odd gimmicks alongside the system like facial recognition or a valve that releases life bats whenever you get hit in-game, I would like to see an honest-to-god release of Metroid. Taking back to the old style of Super Supertroid or even Prime, where it's just you and an alien world ripe with artifacts to uncover, ruins to explore, and alien species to genocide. It feels very... Just even playing Battleborn, it's like, some of this looks like a more... A, a less ambient Metroid level. Like, why aren't there more Metroid games? I love Metroid, and I really hope the upcoming release of Ghost Song sort of fills that void a bit. Keltar93 said, F-Zero seems right for an update. Admittedly, I'm sure... Uh, admittedly, I'm not sure how you can top the near perfection of GX, but the prospect of playing something like that in full 1080p with theoretically good online support is too tantalizing to pass up and could be the thing to give me a purchase in NX despite skipping the Wii U. <laughs> Miyamoto doesn't like F-Zero, and you'll never play it as long as yeah, he but okay's he didn't like Star Fox games. either. And that's why he barely makes a Star Fox game when he makes a Star Fox that's, game. That's their game of, of 2016. Yeah, mm-hmm. but... For Wii U. That, that's, that's more the pity for... For 2016, I think, then. like Nintendo seems to be responding to responses that are less than groundswelly no, uh, because out of desperation, we could no, get GX re released. No, no, no. Star Fox is an example of a half measure of them. They're just like everybody wants new Star Fox. All right, I will okay that, but I won't make the. It's too easy just to make another Star Fox 64. Yeah. We gotta have a new idea. Miyamoto, I love that you always have new ideas, but it doesn't have to be every game. And after 20 years, just make another one of that. Could you Henry's just... Henry's hungry. Uh, no, Grimmy said, I'd love to... This is insane. We just mentioned this. I'd love to see a third Conduit game come out oh, on the NX. So you're the one. Uh, the ending of the second one was so badass with George Washington and Abraham Lincoln coming in with a super badass armor, telling the main character they came to help him from the upcoming battle, and then the game ended. I had my hopes up for a hell of a third game to come out, uh, but like I said, that'll probably never happen. Come on, Nintendo, the Conduit was the only fun shooter that released on the Wii. So many good memories of playing uh, way too much of the multiplayer in both games. Man, yeah, really? I just... believe that was a Sega franchise. Uh, but it's I think they just published it. That's a yeah. high voltage. Yeah, um, this high is voltage. the second time this week we've talked about the Conduit, That's which is... Uh, probably more this week than the last four years that the Conduit's been mentioned anywhere. Moan for Stallone said, I know it's a long shot and I have a better chance of meeting Reginald Vell Johnson, but I would love another Die Hard Vendetta game. And Die Hard Trilogy's where it's at. Shirking Off said, Earthbound slash Mother is the only franchise that could possibly get me to buy a new console at launch, and if it's ever going to happen, now would be the time. Undertale has brought the series back into the cultural consciousness of the West, the JRPG market isn't overcrowded anymore, and weird, super emotional games are all the rage right now. Uh, the vegan would beg to differ about JRPGs. I would, <laughs> I would also say that uh, Japan doesn't... Uh, in Nintendo's Japanese offices, they don't know a thing about Undertale, I would bet. And second, Mother Games only happen when Shigesato Itoi feels like making them. I doubt he feels like yeah, it. But why hasn't Mother 3 come out over here? Because they don't want to spend money on localizing it. Like, that's the end. Like, but some they don't fans wanna... already did it for them. Just pay them. That would be authorizing piracy in their eyes, and they <sighs> cannot set that precedent. Yeah, so it's yeah. not going to happen. Like... Just steal it. The fan localization is fine. Just take it, guys. Nintendo will never make it. I mean, if they're if they're ever going to do it, it'd be this year because they they put out Beginning and they put out Earthbound and both sold pretty darn well on the eShop on the Wii U. So it's more possible, but 
I'm telling you guys, like Mother 3 will never, never legally happen in your lifetime. Uh, Krautball says, Personally, I'd love to see a new Golden Sun game. Yeah, baby. They straddle the JRPG line well with the GBA games, and the DS1 was kind of not good. It was kind of not good, Krautball. But mm-hmm. the first two Golden Suns were pretty good of an attempt to make a old-school Final Fantasy that also had Pokemon-style monster collection. Ah. A rad Morgan said, said, I want a new Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Zombies are all the rage yeah. now. So why the fuck not? Oh, yeah. Konami. But that's a, is that a LucasArts property? They published it, though. I think they own the name. Hmm. But I, I'm does. sure it's the other way around. Nef- well, who, who published Ghoul Patrol? Mm. Which was the sequel on Genesis. Um, Adult Swim. I, yeah. Yeah. I wish. Uh, Darth Ender X says, definitely Smash Bros. Uh, I have to wait a couple years. I want to, ho- I want to hope they... Uh, Stop making Smash 4 DLC characters earlier this year so they could spend all their time developing Smash 5. Hmm. I feel like Smash 5 and Mario Kart 9 are both games that should be released at launch. Then spend the entire console lifespan releasing DLC for them. That's pretty. That's, yeah, that would be that's, interesting. They uh, should do that. Forward thinking idea that Nintendo would never do. It's, it just sucks because so. all those DLC announcements were like, that's the biggest news of the month for me. What if yeah. you did that all year long? <laughs> yeah, though, man, remember the Mario Kart 8 DLC where they're like, we will have DLC for this in one year. In one, one year, year. you're going to have great DLC. Though that's because they did what people say they want uh, game developers to do with DLC, which is finish the game and then work on the finish DLC. The game, but then, then make but it. If you want DLC within a month, they have to make it while making the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, in his first forum post, Mr. Yuck said, Not to be all, Nintendo 64 is the best console ever. Because it isn't. But I'd love a new Pilot Wings or Wave Race. Me too. Yeah. Pilot Wings was on SNES. Me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barney69 had a video response, I guess encouraged by last week. Barney, Barney. So technologically advanced, Barney. Barney, my nose is in your asshole. Hey, VGA. So 69. I've got my fingers crossed that the NX will launch with the new F Zero game, you know? Because F Zero can really showcase what a brand new console does: high high risk graphics, sixty frames per second, killer soundtrack. You know, that's what I want to see come out, and I know you do too. Bye bye. <laughs> I like that. His YouTube name is Poop Sixty Nine. <laughs> <laughs> really, just cornering the market on sixty nine. Uh, yeah, sixty nine names all around. I wish uh, I would have thought of it. More video replies, guys. It saves us the time of reading it all out loud. Yeah. All right. So, new question of the week. Because May 4th was this week, which was, you know, may the 4th be with you, etc., etc. Because hey, it's been officially recognized. By the time this is up, yes. there might be some insane news out. It is now a corporate holiday. Yeah, it's officially uh, recognized. It is mandated that you take time off from work, even if your employer disagrees. Even though every day has always been Star Wars Day on the fucking internet since yes. it was born. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, what, what is your favorite moment from a Star Wars game? Ooh, ooh, ooh! Because this one? is terrible. Well, we did it. We streamed it on a shit show, and even for the shit show, it was a real shit show. Uh, Rebel Assault Two. <laughs> uh, like What's your favorite moment, dude. But do you do you remember playing that game for the first no, time? No, I avoided it like the plague. Well, did it have bad reviews? Because I just yes. like a friend of mine just like, oh, you like Star Wars? You should see this. I'm like, oh, okay, fire it up. Like that's that's fucking Darth Vader, and that's James Earl Jones. Yeah, I don't think it was. It wasn't. But it sounded but like. Knew at the but time. it sounded like it. And I, I was even reading about it when we streamed it that they it was they dug out old props from Lucasfilm, and wow. for the first time ever, like they put, filmed new live action. They filmed Star Wars. new live action Star Wars content with those costumes. It was it, it was insane. And if you look, if you play it, it's like 
fly a TIE fighter. Now fly the Millennium Falcon. Now participate in this horrible oh. corridor shooter. You're, you know, you're flying a Corellian cruiser. It is not the Millennium Falcon. That's not how I remember it. But the Millennium Falcon, though, you wouldn't know you're flying it because it looks like you're flying an ice cream sandwich from behind. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not great, but, like, the idea of, like... Like, I wasn't even sure I was bit by the Star Wars bug until I played that game. And, like, holy shit, th- there's still places this universe can go. I would love to see it. And we didn't get to see it till this fucking year. <laughs> 20 years after I played Rebel Assault 2, a double-disc PS2 game. PS1 uh, game. I would have to say any line of dialogue delivered by HK47, was that? Yeah. I believe in... 47 a, or 37? Thir- yeah. Mm, whatever number. Let's say but, 47. Uh, yeah, 47. That, that character in Knights of the Old Republic was gold. He was... Just like added some much needed levity to that game, and basically inspired an entire race in the Mass Effect series of that that one sloth like yeah, who would tell you exactly what their feeling was before they Excited. said the line. But I, yeah, I just like I love that character. I wish they had that sort of robot in the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite moment was also it was uh, related to HK forty seven in that. He, you meet the Sand People mm-hmm. on Tatooine, Easy, and he, uh, well, the Tuscan Raiders, <laughs> there, the Tuscan Rankers, according why to Neil Cicerega. Why must you use a slur that only uh-huh. most moisture farmers say? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he he translates for them, and you get to find out the history of the Tuscan Raiders, and yeah. that they were a race, according to KOTOR uh, canon, they were a race that had too much technology, then like the precursors came and uh, glassed the planet. And that's why it's a desert. And uh, so now they they hate and fear technology, and when people bring technology around, they attack them. Wow, I thought their backstory was that they were the Los Angeles Raiders, and they Ah. were the Oakland Raiders, and now they're the Tuscan Raiders. (laughs) They moved. They moved to Tucson. Well, geez. So I have two. I definitely just playing the original on uh, GameCube Rebel Assault, right? Or Rebel Rebel uh, Rogue Leader Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron. <laughs> it was Rogue Squadron Rebel Assault, wasn't it? <laughs> was, uh, ro- no, it was Rogue Leader on, Rogue Leader. on uh, Rebel Assault. Was no Rogue Squadron was the first one, then Rogue Leader, right. Rebel but, Assault, hmm. then Rogue Squadron Three. Rub Rabbits. All right. Well, anyway, the first Rogue game on the GameCube that was a yes. launch game. Easily the best GameCube launch game. Still looks great, even like five years in the GameCube. And just playing that first level, just being on the... It's the trench run on the Death Star. You can fly almost endlessly and just shooting TIE Fighters down. It was so awesome. I just... I loved it so much. Uh, though then also, my you other favorite... that game is 15 years old? Yeah. yeah. Mm. For some reason, like, every memory I have of that game is in high definition. It's like, that game just looks so great that mm-hmm. I just... Well, and just hearing the... Um, like, this was... It was hearing the John Williams score, too. Like, mm-hmm. he used it perfectly. Not in any uh, form. And then the other one I really enjoyed on was on the N64 playing the death matches in Jedi Knight, where some people could be in first person with laser guns, and some people could be in third person and just jumping around with Jedi powers, swinging their lightsaber mm. to and fro and shooting force lightning or doing force pushes. It was a great... It was one of my last, like, great four person on one screen fun times 
I'm actually I'm going to change mine to Jedi Knight uh, being able to, uh, or Jedi Knight Two being able to decapitate bosses uh, in one hit. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, it was that just on a and then have a cut scene where they beg for their lives. Was that just the PC version where you could get dismemberment? Yeah. Okay, because there was a dismemberment mod which should always be there because well, it's it was pretty much it, set up. It was a, a code, but you had to go off. into the console to okay. activate it because the lightsaber can cut off anything. Like that, but that's not uh, that's not very T rated. Superman's head. Mm-hmm. No, mm. no, it could not. Okay. Yeah. Superman's head is <laughs> way like, tougher. It'd be like <laughs> Brock Samson getting hit with a lightsaber on hey, that episode Henry, of Venture Brothers. It's not the same galaxy. There's no Earth's yellow sun. If a, uh, it has been proven that a lightsaber can barely cut through a very dense door. Superman with is way, Earth's yellow sun. But Superman is are, way denser are, than that door. There are two door. suns on Tatooine. Yeah, but they're not Earth's yellow sun. Red sun affects Superman uh, differently. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming this is under a yellow sun where they are fighting him. If not, then it's fine. not Earth. Oh, I don't Jesus. know how clear I have to be what about if, this. But what if Pushes Superman, up glasses. What if he had a nuke up his ass while someone was trying to cut his head off with a lightsaber. All right, but no. Chris, is it a, is it a recreationally inserted nuke or inserted under duress? Chris, so it has been proven. It's a vibrating it's not, nuke. <laughs> Earth's yellow sun does give it to him, but any yellow sun does, and yellow sunlight. You know how rare that is in, in the fucking universe. Out of all the stars in the universe, I bet there are quite a lot in the yellow phase of its life. You like, saw two different colored suns on tattoo. I don't know. I don't know why you automatically assume those would apply to Superman. I think Naboo, try charging your phone. I think Naboo seems to have a yellow sun. Oh. I believe that's Is like that's go? like expecting there to be a lightning cable in a fucking tattoo <laughs> bar. If you have two suns, like which one does your planet orbit around? This is. Does it does it go in like a figure eight? Does it have different seasons well, like because right of that? Next to each other, so it's okay. just like a slightly off. Astronomy question: Does a star have to be bright to be big? Hmm. Because it's all about how fast the light travels. So maybe it's like super bright and really far away. Yeah, maybe. And it's the mass that creates... I, I know very be. little about science these days, kids. Yeah. All right. So what's your favorite moment in a Star Wars game? Let us know by going to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums or by answering in the comments oh. under episode 162. Have you played the uh, iOS game that's out first? The Star Wars game that's out? Which one? Uh, Shit, I forget what. Uh, like, have you played any of them? It was not since recently. the Disney takeover. No, uh, because remember everything's there was canon that now. that tower one or the yeah, the, it's not the tower Death one. Star one. I just I, I, Dan Amrick, if you're listening, good, speedy recovery, my friend. But yeah. he was he was talking about playing it and well, he recovered from a kidney stone on Facebook. Hmm. Uh, and I'm like, oh yeah, I saw a bunch of fucking commercials for that game, and it did look insane. Is that their Clash of Clans ripoff? Uh, maybe, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just, I, if anybody would have played it, it would have been Michael. I, I just wanted to see if no. he played it. Nope. If it was worth, if it was, if it was worth checking out. Uh, so let's go with a quick round of plugs before you guys start. I just want to say again, the raccoon may have mentioned this in the break, but the Video Game Apocalypse <laughs> theme song is now on sale for two dollars from MatthewJosephPayne.BandCamp.com. Go buy it if you love us. Also on sale right now are uh, every a commentary for every Star Wars movie featuring you, me, Sam, Chin Spired, um, uh, Henry, Dave, Brett, Diana on lasertime.bandcamp.com. In addition to a bunch of other commentaries we've done, but you know if you're a patron uh, for the cost of five bucks, they're all yours anyway. At, uh, patreoncom lasertime, In addition to a bunch of other neat stuff. Uh, uh, like Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Galaxy of Heroes, that's the one. And, and uh, a bunch of other stuff, such as cartoon commentaries, wrestling commentaries, a weekly exclusive show, tentatively called Bonus Time for almost an for entire 45 year. 45 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and, yes, uh, Bonus Time, if you want to hear the other time we talked about the conduit this week, that's the show for you. <laughs> wow. 
yeah, five bucks a month gets you that. <laughs> yeah, show, so we need your support. Listen. You know, we had uh, ups and downs in our in our Patreon, though. We, uh, you know, we lost some people at the first of the month, as we always do, though not as many as before. But if you're not supporting us, this is our full time job. Well, not Michael's, mm-hmm. but uh, it's uh, it's what keeps it all going, and we really appreciate any support you can throw our way. And also, there's Talking Simpsons the Weekly, exploration of every episode of The Simpsons from the beginning. This week's episode, Treehouse of Horror 2. The It only gets better from here, guys. <laughs> and uh, this week's Laser Time is all about dead formats. <laughs> uh, media formats that failed. A, a really interesting look at uh, some ways people tried to get entertainment uh, home and consumable yeah. at a decent price for people. And it took... That it took a hundred years, yeah. <laughs> and that we like physical media is dead. Like it was so hard just to get there, including to get a song the game slash movie format. UMD. Yeah. yeah. Did you talk about wax cylinders? Because yeah. oh man, I have so many of those stacked Michael, around my house. We play the first recorded sound ever in human history. Oh wow! And it wasn't even a wax cylinder. Did you guys talk about Edison and his weirdness about? We uh, did. Yes. The phonograph that he. He almost went to his deathbed saying, this is not for music, it's for recording dictation. Yes, yes. <laughs> yep. What a jerk. What a dick. <laughs> anyway, that Laser Time, uh, there's a new episode um, of 302010 up. It'll be really fun. It features uh, Mrs. Rapares, Diana Goodman. Uh, she's great on the show. Can't wait for you guys to, more of you guys to hear that show. It's great. All right, well, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. I want to fuck you up the ass. You could stick it up your own, asshole. (laughs) I would if I could, bitch.